Microsoft Teams is helping Priority Bicycles transform the way they work. After closing their New York City showroom, they started doing virtual visits on Teams. And now people from all over the world can come into their showroom. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. He's covered the big events and talked to the biggest names in sports for more than three decades. Breeze, end zone. He hit 500 career touchdown passes. From Super Bowls to the World Series, he's been there, he'll be there, and he's here now for CMI, the Chris Myers Interview. It's great to have the 2020 NASCAR champion uh, Chase Elliott uh, on with us, uh, who's getting ready for, well, Speed Weeks. Uh, it used to be Speed Weeks. Now it's Speed Week. But the Daytona 500, the great American race, and other than being a champion in the sport, to have the Daytona 500, have one of those is a big deal. And hopefully he'll he'll have a good shot at that. But we'll talk to him about a number of things. And, and Chase, first of all, I, the timing couldn't be better. A driver of the nine car. Uh, for Hendrick Motorsports, your Chevy Camaro, and the, the Senate in Georgia is recognizing February 9th in the state as, as Chase Elliott Day. So, so I pre- that's a pretty big deal. Your your reaction to that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure I deserve a day, but um, nice of them for sure to to uh, to have that. Um, yeah, the state just in general, you know, the my hometown, and and really, like I said, just the entire state has been super supportive of my career really all the way through and and obviously you know recognizing last year and how special it was so it's been a been an honor and and um again not sure i deserve a day but here we are and and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoy it yeah would you describe yourself chase as a as a you know, 25 year old son of a hall of fame driver bill elliott you know awesome bill from dawsonville for those that aren't as familiar with dawsonville georgia and you obviously earned this you know on your own with your mom and dad kind of watching over through your career but would you describe yourself as kind of a shy low-key guy i mean for but but yet on the racetrack this there's this competitive edge uh or energy that you bring yeah i mean i just you know i've, I've always tried to just do my part you know I I, I don't feel like uh, you know ra- racing is one of those things I mean, we've watched for a long time I, I feel like it's really a, a home to a lot of personalities and you know loud people quiet people everybody kind of has their place but at the end of the day you know our, our job is to is to go fast on on Sunday and to drive at the best of our ability and and try to get the very most out of out of our race cars and that that's really been my center focus uh over time and and really always will be as long as as long as i have a job here yeah and i was just thinking you're 25 you know patrick mahomes is 25 years old of course he won the super bowl last year but just this most recent super bowl had a tough time against tampa bay did you have to watch that that game did you have some some interest at all i did yeah i watched watched the whole thing um a tremendous amount of respect for for him Obviously, Tom and and you know what he's accomplished in his career is nothing short of amazing. You know to to go and and kind of branch out and do his thing in Tampa and and just kind of prove to everybody how how great of a leader he is and and how much his presence uh, impacts a, a team like that. So, yeah, tremendous amount of respect for both sides. Obviously, you know, as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes and and what he's done in his short time in the NFL has been really fun to watch. He's one of those guys that, that makes the game really fun to see and, and the things that he does uh, on the field. So enjoy watching him. Uh, 
and enjoyed the game. Obviously, it wasn't a super close game, but I think like a lot of people, you have to respect it and and just realize how special of a of a day that was for for Tampa. Yeah, and Tom Brady, seven-time champ. Of course, you you know the timing of uh, Jimmy Johnson, right? NASCAR's most current seven-time champ, kind of stepping away and part of Hendrick Motorsports. And I know, you know, you got to connect with him and and kind of a send-off as your career reaches a a championship stage. Maybe just talk a little bit about that connection. I think in other sports, people can relate to not that that Brady's going anywhere, but but the the young rising star uh, getting to that level and then seeing the guy who's been there and done it over and over, you either admire you you appreciate you take things from them you learn it, it must be a kind of a special thing for somebody like yourself who's who's on the way up it is for sure I've been lucky to be around Jimmy a lot uh, fortunate to call Jimmy a friend and he's really been supportive of my career for for a long time now so yeah much, very very similar I guess and and just uh, I look at Jimmy and and what Tom Brady has done I, I see obviously I don't know Tom uh at all but right. <laughs> from from the outside looking in it it looks as if they share a lot of qualities and the standpoint of just their leadership and how far that can go and and bringing a team together all of these sports and you know whether it be racing or football or baseball basketball whatever it is i, I feel like you have these stars and these leaders that that make such a difference and bringing their team together. Nobody can do it on their own, no matter what you're doing. And, and I think that Jimmy has exemplified that throughout his career and just how great of a leader he is, um, you know, how much he respects his teammates and bringing them together to perform at a high level. And, and I think that that's a quality that uh, great sports figures will always share because none of them can do it on their own. We're talking with Chase Elliott, NASCAR's champ, and when he says teamwork in NASCAR, you talk about a crew chief, you talk about the pit crew, the guys who help build the engines, and with Rick Hendrick, uh, you have certainly one of the best guys at the top, where a lot of successful organizations, uh, not only in sports and business, that's that's where it starts, but how much do you, Chase, relate to, because I get asked often a lot covering other sports, and then working on, on Fox's NASCAR coverage, you know, uh, is a driver really an athlete kind of, but I, and I think more and more you, this generation of drivers are a little bit more fit or athletic. And really it's been a trend going forward. Jimmy Johnson probably started that a little bit. Do you, do you relate uh, at all? You just talked about in ways to be successful, what you admire about these guys, but what about when people ask that? Is that what, what's, what's your response? Yeah, that's a tough thing. I, I, my, my, viewpoint on that has shifted a little bit over the years I feel like when when I was younger and and kind of watching from afar I, I was a little offended by that but I, I feel like as time has gone on um, I don't I don't think you have to be a super athletic guy to be a good race car driver R- racing is is a, is a different thing uh, call it what you may there are attributes and things that, that a race car driver needs to have in his back pocket to be successful on the racetrack does he have to possess athletic ability to do that no um i think you can be really great at, at racing and bringing everything to the table that you need to be without athletic ability i think there are guys who have very little to no athletic ability that that drive really really well on sunday um and there are guys who are athletic that have success on sunday too so i i just think it's a mixed bag um, and it's just different. I, I don't really know how the best way to describe it other than it's just different than other sports. Um, but I just, I, I don't, I don't get offended by that just simply because I don't, I don't think you have to have a, 
tremendous amount of athletic ability to, to be good in the car. Um, do you have to be fit? Do you have to feel good about yourself? Do you have to really look after your hydration and, and being comfortable in a, in a very hot environment for a long period of time? Yes. Um, but that's different than, than other things. And really there's no good way to describe that other than once you get in there and, and kind of understand the environment that you have to perform in, uh, it's, it's hard to describe to, to the, to the public. And, and frankly, most people will never know. So it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get offended by that at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chase, it's interesting because people could say, well, there's a skill, you know, as a golfer, well, I mean, a, a, a soccer player is and an NBA player, much more athletic or football than a, than a golfer, or are you really even tennis, but there is some, uh, some athletic element, but I think the skill part, and that's what I'm interested in with you in terms of, is it, is it hand-eye coordination? Is it, uh, you know, is it, is it the handling of the, of the machine? Is it, you know, is it, is it the risk reward, what you guys do? Uh, there's always risk of injury in other sports, but, but it, it can be much more catastrophic. Uh, for, fortunately, we haven't seen that in a while in, in auto racing, but, but there is that element, right? There, there, there is that high wire act that has to be in you if you're going to be a, if you're going to be out on the track at this level. Yeah, I think, I think you might've just said it best. It, it's a skill. And, and I think that, yeah, I mean, golf is a is a good example. Those guys aren't running up and down the court all day long. It, it's a um, it's a skill that they have. They're very precise in, in what they do. And I think I think driving a race car at a high level is is much the same. I think you have to be very precise in in your inputs with the wheel and and with your feet. Uh, all those things come together. But it, it's um, I think more than anything, just being really tied together with your car, knowing what you're Mm -hmm. feeling. Uh, There's a lot of guys in the world who can drive race cars really fast. The number of people in the world who can identify what makes their car go fast and what changes and what they need to uh, go out there and achieve that, that, that list becomes much smaller and smaller. and, And especially as you, as you go, throughout an entire year working through those problems all year long. So it's a, it's a skill, I suppose is the best way to put it and just really understanding what you're working with, understanding the, uh, the dynamic of how it works, what it takes to go fast, understanding momentum on track and understanding how to tie, tie your hands and, and your feet together to, you know, get the very most out of your car for, for 500 or 400 miles or whatever it may be. Microsoft Teams is helping Priority Bicycles reinvent the way they work. When the pandemic hit, the bike shop had to close their New York City showroom. They found a way to reopen by doing virtual visits on Teams. Now, the team can meet with two or three times the number of customers than they could before. And now, people from all over the world can come into their showroom. Learn more about their story and others at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Going at sometimes, right, 200 miles an hour and and 39 other drivers out there. I, I, what, what about the danger? I, this may seem silly now because to you, it's probably old hat. You know, it's like getting into a plane or something. But what about the fear factor? Did, did you ever have that? Do you get over that? Did just being in the car so much, do you ignore that? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, 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 you know there's certainly inherent risk with <clears throat> going as fast as we go, right? Anything can happen you know, wrecks are going to happen. I, I just think from a race car driver standpoint, you, you cannot start a race, uh, 
with that on your mind because that's going to take away from your head being somewhere else or, or being focused on what is going to allow you to go fast. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you accept that. Uh, safety has, has certainly come a long way over time, but the perfect storm can always happen. Um, the possibility of, of you getting hurt is always going to be there. And I think we all respect that as drivers, but I'm not sure that it's, um, beneficial for us to dwell on it. It doesn't do you any good. You just have to, you know, put confidence in your ability and, and, uh, focus on the task at hand and really put your head into, what's going to make you go fast and, and really the rest of it, a lot of it is just out of your control and you just have to, you really just have to accept that. And I think the more you accept it and focus on what matters, the, the better off you're going to be. And speed, you know, people love speed and the, and the danger, the risk reward and, and the sport, you know, has been able to keep up that great competition with, with all of the talented drivers and, and yet, you know, make it safer, whether it's the, the head and neck, the Hans device that you wear in the car or the kind of the, the, the roof, flap, whatever else, the, the, the railing, the uh, safer barriers at, at racetracks. It's, it's an ongoing process, and, and, but trying to maintain what is popular about the sport. Now, I, I want to talk about the, you finished three of, I think your five wins came late. You won the last two to win the championship. But now the Daytona 500, uh, for a guy as young as you are, this is, I, this is, I believe, your sixth Daytona 500 attempt. And so it's, it's ne- got to be next on the checklist for you. I, I, uh, and it's because it is the great American race. It starts the season and, and it's the most important race other than maybe winning the, the, the championship. What, what's your view on, on this? Because uh, for as, uh, as good a driving skill as you've shown uh, so far, and you've been on the pole here, I think, a few times. It just hasn't been right for you yet. So how about, how about this time? What do you think? Yeah, I, I hope so. The, the 500 has been a rough go for me and our team in the nine camp we've we've had really fast cars down here and have had some opportunities opportunities i've personally messed up and or just been involved in in wrecks a lot of a lot of uh dnfs over the over the course of our first five attempts so you know this event is it it is a big event um you know i've always i always struggle so bad with the narrative of it being the biggest race of the year right because okay in, in my mind, I, I would take a championship over a Daytona 500 seven days a week. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's just a, a much bigger picture. Um, right. but, but of course, this is, a, this is a huge race. It's a race that every driver wants to add their name to the list of winners. It's, it's not a very big list. Um, and it, it would be an honor to, to end your career and be able to have, have checked that box. Uh, but this is an event where there is just so much out of your hands from, you know, all the wrecking that, that goes on down here when, when you're driving as close as you are to all these guys for 500 miles, it's, it's just about impossible to, to expect all 40 guys to not make one single mistake all, all day long. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it is a big one. It's a race we all want to win. It's a race I certainly want to want to check off um, and, and be able to end my career and say that we've won it. But uh, yeah, hadn't hadn't been good so far. Hopefully, this week's different. <laughs> and for again, fans that, that just maybe tune in for this race or aren't as familiar with you know the Super Speedway and and the the drafting that goes on, the kind of teamwork in which you wouldn't have maybe in some 
some other races or, or, or the tracks uh, styles that are different. And I want to talk about your success on road courses because you are the king of the road, which is there's obviously a different maybe style to the, to, to the race. Maybe it's more in the hands of a driver. As you said, this is a little, a little more out of the head, but you, you do lean right on other people. You, can you win this race without having somebody to either draft or push you? Or I, I guess, and, and how do you decide that? Does it change from the start of the race to the end of the race? If you hang around and you're in the right spot. Yeah, I think, my my experience with this event over the years, I mean, you definitely uh, it seems like a lot of times you you find a guy that you work well with throughout the day. And I feel like that sometimes changes from restrictor plate race to from one to another. Um, but it seems to me in, in my first few uh, races here that there's always a group of guys, a, a two or three cars that kind of assert themselves as the best cars on that day and Mm -hmm. the rest of the field really takes notice of that and what i mean by that is if a guy is fast and he's really making moves making a line move forward you notice those things and you notice who that guy is so and even better if it's you right if if those those abilities are in your hands but if it's not you uh you certainly see that so I feel like you tend to migrate to being around those guys who can make moves. Um, if it's not you to help yourself go forward, ultimately everybody is in, in the same boat and they want to move forward um, all, all the time, especially at, at the end of the event. But I, I think some of it is a having a fast car um, and then b asserting yourself as one of those guys who can make something happen. And, and uh, when that transitions to, to your side of the road, um, opportunities tend to open up for you. And, and that's where, that, that's where your chances really get better. If you're the guy really, uh, that has, has that in your back pocket and can, can make lanes move forward and, and make some momentum. And that's, what's cool about with, with NASCAR adding more, uh, different way. We're going to have a dirt track in Bristol in the road course at Daytona, which is, is a, a very different than, than what we're just talking about with the Daytona 500. And you won that last year. That one was in August. In fact, you won the last four, uh, road courses so and you're also on, on flat ovals stand out so um sonoma is another example of a road course for people uh that aren't as aren't as familiar so is that a, is that a different uh, obviously a fast car matters but is that where the handling is that where we can say it's more of the hands of the driver uh than out of the hands those kinds of races yeah i mean i i feel like a lot of the events outside of daytona and, and talladega i mean i i think those events are more so in, in the hands of the driver, but all of the events top to bottom come down to having high performance car, your car doing the things that they needed to do. You know, if, if you're at Daytona and Talladega, it's a guy who can push well, who can lead a line, um, have pace in his car. And then, you know, at some other tracks, it might not be as much about engine horsepower. It might be more about, you know, how, how well your car turns the, the apex of the corner and, 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 drives uh from a balance standpoint so there's always things that change and you need your car to do but yes i I would agree i do think most of the other tracks that we visit probably equally as much is is in the driver's hands a tick more and kind of being able to make a difference in how you want your car to drive to to make pace now we're talking with chase Elliott, nascar's champion you'll see him sunday in the daytona 500 in the nine chevrolet his main sponsors and this is always an important part of 
uh, of a race team, Napa Auto, uh, Auto Parts, uh, Mountain Dew, Kelly Blue Book, Hooters, uh, Universe Uniforms. I don't know if I left anybody out there, but uh, that's part of uh, the support that that a team gets. And and being in a Chevy, it's interesting because I know Bill Elliott, your father, uh, he did race Dodge, but he was originally a Ford guy. I think even his his father had had a Ford dealership and, of course, went on to win a couple of Daytona 500s, your, your dad, and is still very much uh, looking in on, on your career and, and staying in touch I, I guess you really didn't you kind of got into the Hendrick Motorsports and the Chevy thing early right and it's been Chevy all the way pretty much for you it has been you know I, you know yeah as you mentioned dad was a was a Ford guy my grandfather was a diehard Ford guy um for for his entire life um and that was where I feel like dad's start came and he had some great opportunities with them uh for me my my opportunities have been with Chevrolet and and, and Mr. Hendrick and uh, Hendrick Motorsports, and they've been, you know, nothing short of just amazing to me, offered me a lot of opportunities, all of my opportunities, and I've been just super proud to be a part of their group. They've they've been a class group to work with since day one, and um, yeah, obviously everybody's road's a little different, and their paths are different, and if you have opportunities, it might come from different places, and, and that's okay, um, but yeah, proud to be a part of Team Chevy. They've They've been They've been with me since day one in the NASCAR world, and I can't complain one bit. Yeah, I mean, at the age of 13, I believe, you were featured along with 13 other athletes, and it was it was in a Sports Illustrated. I think Jordan Spieth was one of those about just the, the future world of, of, of top athletes. That they're, I mean, that's a young age. So you obviously had that, uh, I don't know if you want to call it pressure, but that tag along with having your, your father be the driver he was. Um, I'm sure it influenced your lives in a lot of ways growing up. You probably didn't really think about it, see it, but when you look back on it, I mean, it almost, you almost had no choice, right. But to be a driver, is that, is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've always had the choice. I mean, I have the choice today. If I, you know, one thing I've really always respected about my parents and kind of how they've gone about this journey with me is they've always let this be up to me. I mean, if I went home today and I said, Hey guys, I, I think I'm done you know, I'm over this. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. There would be no, no hard feelings about the things they've put into it over the years to, to help get me this far. So they, they've always given me that choice. It's really always been, it's always been my decision and, and me wanting to do this. Um, so I've always, I've always respected that um, really since, since day one. Microsoft Teams is helping Priority Bicycles transform the way they work. After closing their New York City showroom, they started doing virtual visits on Teams. And now people from all over the world can come into their showroom. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. What was your first, as you get by a go-kart, what age were you behind the wheel? Yeah, Let's, yeah uh, I was about what? eight uh, when I started okay. racing go-karts and stuff. Um, just around home. You know, I mean, at that point, I tell a lot of people this too, uh, you know, when you're seven eight years old and and you start racing i mean obviously you think that's what you want to do that's all i've ever wanted to do but i mean at eight years old do you really know what <laughs> what you want the rest of your yeah. life to be right so right you'd be re realistic in that um but yeah of course i mean started out racing go-karts um obviously a, a hobby something i could really go do with my family and and we could go enjoy together you know at, at the at a at a local go-kart track or whatever um, as time goes on, things get more serious. And, and I do think I was, um, uh, at a young age, even still, you know, 13, 14, 15, probably th 
things started to get more serious. And at that point, uh, you know, the amount of money that it takes to race and, and partners start getting involved, uh, you do have to make a little bit of a, of a decision there at a mm. younger age than most as to, Hey, I need to really decide, is this, is this what I want to do? Because there's an awful lot of, uh, people depending on this and, and putting work in to make this happen. So yes, I do think you have to cross that road a little sooner than, um, than you might, if you were you know getting out of high school, trying to decide what you want to go major in, in college. But, uh, yeah, definitely things, things happen fast. But for me, I was fortunate, had, had great opportunities. And, and the number one thing was I, I didn't get tired of it. I didn't get burnt out on it. I was enjoying the journey. I was enjoying the challenges, the road, uh, the people I was working with, I was surrounded by and have always been surrounded by really, really talented people from a racing standpoint, but also really good people off the racetrack too. So, um, yeah, the journey has been fun and that's, that's, uh, that's a huge part in it. Yeah. And you were good at it and, and you worked at it and got, got better at it. And a championship proves that if you weren't a driver, if you couldn't be in NASCAR, what, what do you think you, you would have done with your career? Yeah. I mean, I love sports, right? Um, I, I love sports. Like a lot of, like a lot of America does, uh, love baseball, love football, uh, huge Braves fan. If I could go do another sport or play another sport, I would love to play baseball. I, that, <laughs> I'm super intrigued by that. Uh, I was never very good at baseball, so that was never an option, but, um, I guess realistically, a lot of my family is, is into aviation, I have uncles and aunts who fly. My my dad's a pilot. Uh, been been around it for a long time, so I, I could definitely see myself going into something in aviation if um, you know if I hadn't have done the done the racing yeah. thing. Yeah, Chase, you you true? You fly your own plane now? Right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a pilot myself. Yeah. And obviously that relates a lot to what you were talking about skill, I guess, behind, behind the wheel and, and the comfort level or, or not where some people have a fear of flying. Obviously that's, that's not in, in, in your window. How, how long have you been flying? Is that, was that very different getting your pilot license and preparing as, if you related to driving? Yeah, I started, I started taking lessons. Uh, I guess I was 15. I, yeah, I think 15 I think you start taking lessons at 15. So I was um, flying, you know, kind of getting, started then uh i grew up around it you know flying with dad was obviously right. a privilege and fortunate to be able to do that but uh yeah i think i got my license when i was 17 and and wow. started um yeah started flying then so something i really enjoyed and uh obviously very fortunate to have that opportunity not everybody gets that chance but uh, i've i've enjoyed that a, a lot and there there is a lot of um things i i feel like that cross between the two you know you're not it's not like you're racing an airplane. Right. But, uh, right. Th there are, there are things that translate and, and just kind of your approach and making decisions and trying to be precise, uh, as I mentioned before and, and what you're doing flying as well. Yeah. Hey, one other thought we were talking about Chevy and then Ford. now with the Toyota Camry, the Ford Mustang and the Camaro in the sport right now, there was a time when we had, you know, Dodge, you want know, to go back historically in NASCAR, uh, Buick Pontiac, whatever, w would you like to see other, uh, manufacturers in uh, a larger a larger group is there any talk of that would you is that something you'd, you'd prefer to see I, I think it'd be great to see more manufacturers join in you know the OEMs are a, a huge part of of NASCAR and really auto racing across the world I, I'm not sure auto racing even makes sense without OEMs um, in involved in, in a big way because you know ultimately 
where all this began was uh, somebody, you know, racing on Sunday, sell on Monday, right? That's always right. kind of been been the thing. And that that's really where a large part of this started and, and what we all try to achieve today um, and, and representing our brands, our respective brands as, as well as possible to try and, and, you know, sway our supporters to go support the people who support us. That's really what it's about. So, yeah, I, I think that's a big part. I'd love to see more get involved. Um, it's a tough thing to get involved with. You know, you look at uh, obviously Chevrolet and Ford have, have been around uh, since the beginning. You know, I, I look at Toyota and, and kind of what they did, and, and I guess they were the last one to really come in and, and give it a shot from scratch. And that was a long road for them to get competitive and get to where they needed to be. Obviously, they're, they're very good now. Uh, but that was not the case early on. And, and I think OEMs that, that get involved really need to understand just, just how tough it is and the journey to get to the top um, and what it takes to, to do that. And, uh, you know, I think the more we can have involved, the, the better we'll be. Yeah, about just a couple more before we let you go. Uh, road rage. Uh, do, do you, you suffer from that uh, either on the track or when you're just driving around town going to like uh, pick up your Napa Auto Park? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was pretty bad. I feel like when I was younger and kind of just got my license and obviously like a lot of 16 year olds, you think you got it all figured out and, you know, get your license, you get all this freedom. I, I probably had a little more road rage than I needed to have at that point in time. But as time has gone on, in my old age here at, at 25, <laughs> I, I have, I have really slowed down. I, I am a slow driver on the road Good. and I really don't, uh, I really don't get fired up anymore. So yeah, I, I drive, I drive pretty slow on the highway. You can save it for the track. I, I have to bring this up because people saw it on television. You're again, the most popular driver. I think it was the third time most popular driver uh, voted by fans. It was something your dad did. Dale Earnhardt Jr. used to own that when, when he was driving, but against a guy who's a terrific driver, but he's a guy that fans love to hate, you know, uh, in Kyle Bush, it was Darlington last year, right? Where he kind of wrecked you or there was a wreck and you kind of gave him the middle finger that was kind of, you timed it well, where it was caught on television and that it was kind of the, the bird scene, <laughs> the bird scene around the world by, by auto racing fans. Uh, do you, do you remember, remember the moment? It obviously wrecks happen, but sometimes when you think the guy went way out of line, you're, you, you got to let everybody know that you're, that's not just a racing deal, as you guys say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely remember it for sure. It was, a <laughs> you know, a, a, a tough race. I felt like we were all, you know, Kyle and I were, were racing hard there to try to try to win, you know, and, and he messed up. Um, you know, my, my frustration more than anything is we all know how, I mean, you know, as good as anybody, how good Kyle is. I know how good yeah. he is. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I was pretty upset in the fact that he decided to make a mistake or, or made a mistake. Uh, and I was the beneficiary of it. So that, uh, that, that's frustrating when a guy is so good and he makes so few mistakes but you get the short end of, of one of maybe three or four on the season. Right. Um, that, that, that's really where my frustration came in, but yeah, absolutely. You know, that stuff, it, it happens. Um, well, fans yeah. love it. You know, they love it when you yeah. guys go after each other. I mean, oh, whether yeah. It's, you know, yeah, that's part of the. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's entertaining. Obviously, I was <laughs> fired up. But, you know, after you crash, there's really nothing. You know, it is what it is at that point. It's, it's done. So voiced my frustration and went on down the road. 
Yeah, you sound, I say you sound low key and you, you handle the road rage, but there are some frustrating moments in competition. Okay, so, you know, last year you were kind of under the radar when you won the championship as we wrap this up. And you fought off, I mean, Kevin Harvick, who won the most races, and then Hamlin and, and you know, and Kozlowski and Logano uh, to, to win the, the title here. So if we, for the Daytona 500, we know it's a different race. If we take, if, if you're not in this race, you know, handicap the field for me. Give me who you think might. I know we have a, a few more days of qualifying and some other things in between but just based on what you know uh, from the off season and you've spent more time i think racing a lot this off season just to stay to stay in your groove uh, who, who are you keeping an eye on in this race yeah you know honestly that that's really tough i i think to to look at any guy down here there's a lot of people that are going to be fast um you know the the two guys that have consistently been the best at plate racing lately i mean denny hamlin being great down here won the last two 500s i think it's hard not to respect what he's done uh but a guy that i'm not sure a lot of people realize how good he's done has been ryan blaney um he has been in the hunt to win this race on two or three occasions has won the last couple races (laughs) at at talladega so you know those two guys somehow some way have found their way at the front of these events whether it be here or talladega consistently lately so I, i think they'll be the two that that um, I think we'll have a maybe a, a tick better of a shot than um, than one might think, but obviously yeah. it, it's a it's a tough thing to call here. It's a this is a toss up. Yeah, and remember Ryan Newman wasn't that far away from winning last year when we saw that horrific crash that he actually walked away from, and he'll be in the race again, kind of a, a sentimental favorite from for for some people. But I, I enjoyed uh, talking to you, Chase. Thanks for the time. I look forward to a great season of. Uh, Fox NASCAR and, and watching you run. And again, also uh, February 9th in the state of Georgia, the Senate uh, declaring a Chase Elliott day, also the most popular driver and the cha- defending champ. And I know you've said, hey, we're not defending anything. We're going to be aggressive and go for it. So good luck. And uh, we'll see you down the road, as you say. Thanks for listening to CMI, the Chris Myers interview. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and spread the word. Get new episodes every Wednesday on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Microsoft Teams is helping Priority Bicycles reinvent the way they work. When the pandemic hit, the bike shop had to close their New York City showroom. They found a way to reopen by doing virtual visits on Teams. Now the team can meet with two or three times the number of customers than they could before. And now people from all over the world can come into their showroom. Learn more about their story and others at Microsoft.com slash Teams.